Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon. How's it going? It's good, man. I uh... From Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, man, they did it. They, uh, they put up a showing. You know, you know I said they'd give them a game. One of us picked them, one of us didn't. Right, because we all low-key know that you think that the Bengals are really good. But we're going to get into that today as you refuse to say it outright. No, I've said they're good. I've said they're good. Hey, I look, I, I've laid my bed with the playoff bets. I have lots of bets. I, I even took a few more out last night. You don't care about who they're playing? Well, that that's, that's the chances that I'm being very reckless with if they have i'll just say this on record i like really like the Bengals' chances against most people would agree well i was gonna say raiders they already beat them in in vegas uh chargers they've already they lost them at home but it'd be tough for the chargers to win again almost Uh, no chances that they play those guys though i see i don't know yeah well i mean they won the division. So unless there's losses prior to their game that put them in a position where they could, with a win, go to two or one, which could happen. Well, they're going to sit burrow. But if they sit burrow, see, this is where, this is where, this is where it would happen. The Bengals have a three seed right now. If they sit burrow and lose to the Browns, which good chance, right? If you sit burrow, then you drop to the four. The Patriots are basically locked in for the most part, that five seed. Right. And I'd assume the Bengals don't want to play the Patriots. I don't know. I don't think the Bengals give a shit. They just beat the Chiefs. That would be the one team I would not want to face in the playoffs. I'd, I'd feel very confident in my bets if they had the Patriots. Fairly confident if they had the Colts. Uh, but, you, you know. feel it, fairly confident if in your bet if the Cincinnati Bengals played the Indianapolis Colts more confident than the Raiders and chargers. I'll say that. Okay. Because I like the Colts defense better, but look, man, it's, it's, it's out there. This this is the year Bengals fans. This is the year. And, And what this all boils down to, and I've had so many discussions with friends who are diehard Bengals fans. And they, you know, the discussions sometimes can get, you know, pretty, pretty hardcore. And I said, this is what it boils down to. And I'll just say, that's what it boils down to to all Bengals fans. It's can Joe Burrow, who's great. I've always said he's great. Can he overcome the curse of Mike Brown? Well, I mean, since we already started doing it, let's, let's just dive all the way in. Obviously, an insane performance by Joe Burrow yesterday. A doubly insane performance by Jamar Chase. Sure. I was with you, and now I'm out. The Jamar Chase pick 
was correct. And I know you're on the, in the long run, in the long run. And I'm actually on the, in the long run now too. It's like this season is one thing. That game is one thing. First of all, they don't win that game without him. I don't care if they have Anthony Munoz at, at tackle. They don't win that game without the game chase had. And to be totally honest with you, that game, I know it's been, they've, they've played really well together the whole season, but that game took to the next level. And Burrow said it after the game that his thought process on certain plays was Jamar chase is out there somewhere. I'm going to throw the ball up in the air in that direction. You obviously the whole talk in the draft process and in that pick that people like both of us questioned was, Oh, you went out and got the teammate. You went out and got the teammate. Uh, did Burrow talk you into this? And honestly, uh, like that's a bad reason to do it. But in a game where this guy just has like the blind confidence to throw a ball at third and 27 to a random spot, like they have a, they have a connection. That's, you know, they come into, he comes into the league having a security blanket, uh, you know, in year two that he already played with. It just seems at this point, like that is the right pick and they can go out and sort out their offensive line situation some other time. Well, it's, it's clearly working out right now. And if Jamar Chase wins the rookie of the year, I, I'd have no problems with that. You know, he, he's having a record breaking year. And then those are the facts. He has the most touchdowns since Randy Moss. He has the most yards ever by a rookie. He, he's a great player. What he did and, yesterday. And yesterday was insane. Yeah, I was just gonna say what he did yesterday was insane. And listen, I was on the same page as you, but if you win the if you have that kind of performance in a week 17 game against the Chiefs who have to win to be the one seed, you to me, it's like I, I mean, I don't know, unless, you know, God forbid Joe Burrow tears his ACL in week 18 or even in a playoff game, I, 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 I change my mind. And, you know, you take your, you take your division championship and you go and you figure out your offensive line situation and how to protect Burrow. And I know that the Bengals have uh, a history of not spending money across the board for not just on players, but on, you know, facilities and blah, 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 blah. But you do, you do get money when you have a home playoff game. Sure. Now you get that money. So go now go spend it, I guess, to protect him. Um, you and I are, or have also been on the same page. Well, I don't know if I was on the same page with you the whole year that they won't win a playoff game. I said, you know, championship contenders don't lose to the jets. I stand by that. Um, I don't think that the Bengals as great as they played against a team that I do think is a championship contender are winning the Super Bowl this year or really have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. So I, they haven't convinced me otherwise. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm with you in terms of their playoff chances. It depends on who they play. I actually think they, I, I would, I would pick the Bengals in a, in a home game against Carson Wentz and the Colts. Um, I would pick them probably in a home game against the Chargers or the uh, Raiders. But yeah, against, you know, a, a second year quarterback uh, against Belichick, n- I'm not sure I'm picking them. And to be totally honest with you, despite how they played, I don't really like their chances of going on to a round two and beating a Titans team or a Chiefs team or whoever they might play on the road. Now that comes all the way around to the big one which I just think it's L time. It's L chain time. Zach Taylor, a bad coach is just a 
freezing cold take at this point. I, I disagree there. I, I look, I, I can. Come on, Joe. What, what he did at the end of that game, six tries is come back from hold, a huge hold, loss. Hold on, and- hold on, hold on, hold on. Six tries, six tries. How many of those also are you running your franchise quarterback who limped off the field? I just think it's reckless. What, what questionable penalties? But listen, first of all, there's a lot of questions from the booth, from the from Romo, who we all that are they trying to get in on the first two? Like, we don't know. We don't know what the strategy is there. And also take a knee. Right. And also there's a lot of uh, we, we can go across the league. And point out great coaches or coaches that we think are great that make horrible decisions in, in situations such as that, that being said, play calling and a fourth and goal, the time management, all that stuff, that, that is absolutely what separates great coaches from mediocre coaches, great coaches from good coaches, good coaches from bad coaches. But when you're talking about like how you would uh, evaluate a coach taking over one of the worst franchises in football and going immediately to a division championship within three years. How is, how can you say he's a bad coach? My, my argument on him is they win in spite of him. They win and, in spite of a, because hold on. We've but seen how can this. You say that with their offense. He's hold calling on, the plays. Hold on. Have we not seen this with Mike McCarthy? I mean, you've called him a boob. I think, I think this is the same situation. That's how good burrow is. That's how good. Chase but we is. don't have a history of, of, horrible decisions and him running them out of playoff games and him. Now, if that happens, then you can say we're, we have a guy who's wasting the talent of Joe Burrow. The same way we talked about it with Mike McCarthy, wasting the talent of Aaron Rodgers for all that time. But Mike McCarthy didn't get handed a, you know, a team so bad that they get the first overall pick. He, he got handed a football team that was really good. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think you're getting the timeline a little confused. They went two and four. He didn't get handed the first overall pick. They hold on. They went seven and nine or six and ten. I can't remember the year before. They went two and fourteen his first year. Right. Was, I would call it uh, an Andy Duck or Andy Dalton lame duck year, kind of like the lame duck president, right? Yeah. So they went two and fourteen. So then he got Burrow, and we all knew they were going to get better when you got Burrow. I mean, everybody knew how good Burrow was. I'm just saying, I I think the end of that game, I I don't know how you watch the end of that game. You don't think that is atrocious because they were gifted. Let me just play the clip. Even Burrow. Did you watch the post game press conference and hear what Burrow said? Even, even Joe Burrow himself said that just, just listen to what he says. It's about, you know, they got some breaks. Joe, he says we got some calls. We got lucky four times. I'm not this. this you're you're <laughs> you're you're kind of arguing two different things here. Is is Zach Taylor an elite coach in the NFL? TBD. You don't get uh, you don't get titles like that by not winning a playoff game, by not going deep in playoffs. We'll see as this team continues to be built 
with the great quarterback and the great receiver there with him as a play caller, you're a hundred percent right with your take on the Bengals is same old Bengals until you make a playoff run. That's fine. Doesn't deserve to be a coach in the league. Ship has sailed. It sailed. He's in year three. They're the, they're the AFC North, a very difficult division champions. They're still in line for the one seed. They beat Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs in week 17 when that team needed to win. So you, you, you're, you're the ship has sailed on. He doesn't saying, he doesn't deserve to be a coach in the NFL. You're saying that his, ship has sailed. You're saying his coaching is what. Because I think a lot of Bengals fans would agree with me, even diehard Bengals fans. They would agree that he isn't that good of a coach. I've seen it in person live. I, I, I've seen you, you know what? You know, what they've played so well the last few weeks. They're actually just letting Burrow throw. I watched that that giant. I'm sorry, that Niners game. It's there. But we but we do this all the time. We do this all the time. Oh, they're let they let Burrow throw. But Pete Carroll's a great coach. But everybody's on him that he doesn't let Russ cook. So you're essentially saying let Burrow cook. So no, he's smart enough to do that. No, what I'm saying is I think a lot. He's made a lot of questionable calls. And again, I I think you're dealing with some very talented youth, which they have. They have a lot of teams have very talented youth when you're terrible and you get high draft picks. And now they have two receivers over a thousand yards, a running back over a thousand yards, a quarterback who in the last two weeks has injected himself loosely into the MVP conversation. Doesn't belong as a head coach in the NFL. Is a freezing cold take at this point. I'm going to stand by that one. That's one I, I will I, stand I by. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it's possible. I can I be, just, I just straight up don't know how it's possible. Look, I can be fluid on the Jamar Chase, Penny Soul thing. I can be fluid on that, and and I do think I'd like to see a couple more years. I think a lot and of that's times, fine. and 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 that's what I said. I said I have flipped, and you know, it's really too to be determined whether or not that that goes out in the long run. But I can say I was critical of that with you as well, and I'm just like, man, you know, at this point, you can't like. What else can these guys do? Like, it's essentially saying if you watch that game and you don't flip on it, you're essentially saying not if they become Montana and Rice, it still doesn't matter because they could have gotten a tackle. And that's why I'm like, listen, I'm changing my mind. I'm fine with that pick at this point because of what they're doing together. I actually think it's a harder argument to say Zach Taylor doesn't belong as head coach. Dude, it's the Bengals we're talking about. We're talking about the Bengals. But but again, the Bengals have had a lot of a lot of regular season success the last fifteen years. Like 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 I, I will give them that Marvin and I've said this before. Marvin Lewis gets shit on a lot, but but Marvin saying you know he did take ju- just like what we're seeing now. He took a two and fourteen team, and he made them consistent playoff teams, consistent division winners. He did. And you can't deny it. Now, Marvin couldn't take the next step, and he should have been fired long before he was actually fired. I agree with that. But my point was he did start to change the culture in the Bengals organization, which obviously I was still rooting for them at that point. I still think Zach Taylor was a very undeserving, and I still think he's an underqualified coach. Well, undeserving is sort of neither here nor there because you uh, like deserving means that you're kind of it's same old thing. We're, we're, we're now shitting on, we're now shitting on bringing in college coaches to be NFL coaches. 
we're shitting on, oh, you're the offensive coordinator with uh, Aaron Rodgers or you're the defensive coordinator for whoever, or you're the quarterback's coach with this great player, then you, then when they fail, we're like, surprise, surprise, Ben McAdoo. Turns out it wasn't Ben McAdoo's with Rodgers the whole time. It was Rodgers. It's like you look at guys around the league and it's like you, at some point you have to go, Hey, we're going to find a guy. This is, this is how we're going to, this is the route we're going to go. Undeserving is at this point, sort of a, like who is deserving the head coach of another team that you think is, was fired unfairly, you know, uh, Pete Carroll has a terrible year this year because Russell Wilson gets hurt and they have, they don't end up winning a playoff game and he gets fired. So he's a deserving coach. Otherwise, who are we talking about? Eric Bieniemy is a deserving head coach, but he hasn't got one because everybody knows Andy Reid sort of calls the plays. It's like we're at that point now where the track to where you're finding your next great NFL coach, people are going to weird places with it and having some success in certain realms. I mean, we shit on the we shit on the revolving door of the guy, the Mike McCarthy to get another job. And the Josh McDaniels get another job. Like all these guys, we've done it before. The, 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 the Jaguars are going to hire Doug Peterson. He's deserving because he has a Super Bowl. Well, then why the fuck did he get fired? So undeserving is one thing. But I just my point is, I don't really even care to argue that that's that can be, uh, you know, something that, that that can be your take. And I'm totally fine with you think that's your take, but not a good NFL coach. I think if you turn a team around in three years, you're a good NFL coach. Okay, we can we can disagree on that, and that's fine. I I I just think again, especially I've, if that team is the Bengals. I I've, but but again, it, it's not like they they came from. The, you know, as much as I should in the Bengals, they're, they're not Detroit level. They're not you know Cleveland won a playoff game last year, but they weren't Cleveland level. They like I said, they were consistently making the playoffs consistently putting out good teams, but you're, but you're, uh, you know, you're shitting on the franchise of until this changes, you're basically saying any coach who comes in, regardless of you have Joe Burrow or not, you're also hampered by terrible ownership. So terrible ownership and terrible talent. And three years later, you're the division champs. I, I look, I think this much, I, again, to me, it is connected the the underqualified and and like we clearly disagree on on yesterday at the goal line. I think those were atrocious decisions, atrocious play calls. I, I actually don't. We don't disagree. That's fine. I'm just saying. There's show me the coach who hasn't made those atrocious decisions. Bill Belichick, he's the guy. Andy Reid's got a Andy Reid's got a resume longer than my Johnson of terrible fourth goal time management play calls like. I, Joe, I, I would argue there's 32 teams in the NFL. I would argue the majority of the coaches, I don't know if that's 75% or whatever it is, don't make the same calls, might, might even be higher, at the end of that game that he did. Uh, uh, again, qu- questionable penalties, which, by the way, I'm not going to harp on that. We do have a call. I can play a, a call real quick, and we can discuss that. Uh, as far as the questionable penalties at the end of the game, I'll play that. It's a quick call. Um, the Bengals just won, and I assume you guys are watching the game. I just want to hear your take on what you thought about that officiating. Clearly, I mean, it's just unbelievable. The bad calls on the Chiefs 
were unbelievable. Um, I just want to hear you guys' take on that and maybe potential conspiracy fixed game. I said that if all the Chiefs don't come out and bash the refs after the game, then you have to question the integrity of the NFL from week to week and about potential, like, fixed games or conspiracy in the NFL to fix the games. All right. So, look, there was a couple questionable calls. I I, I think now fourth fourth and goal was not a questionable call. We agree agree with that, right? As far as well, they called fourth and goal. There was a illegal hands to the face or illegal down. That I mean, that was a that was a penalty. Well, one of the two wasn't the biggest penalty, and 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 it you know they got to redo the down. The holding again on the on the kick return. Was one of those like for sure? Wow, like they call that back. The game's thirty-five to. I seven. am the I am the uh, original. Is the NFL fixed conspiracy guy? But this is where you go. Okay, follow the money. The NFL wants the Bengals to win now. Well, look, my argument would say this much as far as the Bengals winning. They are a young, exciting team with the franchise quarterback and a franchise receiver. Don't you think, hold on. Oh, no, you're shaking your head. By the way, I'm not saying this game was fixed for the record. And I'm not one. The Bengals won the game. I'm not making excuses just for the record. I'm not making ref excuses. I'm not, I'm not making, first of all, you can, I'm fine with blaming the refs all the time. The NFL, NFL refereeing in general is horrible. And I posted and inconsistent a, and fraudulent and potentially criminal at times to the point where I think, yeah, they might be fixing games. This goes back to the thing with, you know, the the deflate gate the nfl's out to get tom brady and like you just gotta like you, this this could be horrible calls by the refs not arguing that the nfl fixing games for the cincinnati Bengals instead of the kansas city chiefs to have the one seed They're, they 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 don't want the chiefs having the one seed they'd rather the titans have the one seed they want the Bengals to win there's no there's no burrow rate we're not seeing uh, Bur- Joe Burrow's progressive commercials. But, but don't you think the argument that creating another competitor, another rivalry, again, you do have a very young, fun, talented team in the Bengals. Like, 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 let's be honest. And I said this to buddies today. Like, Mahomes' window? Like, dude, you already got some serious competition. Like, th- this notion that he was just going to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Just in that conference now, he's got Herbert. By the way, they're two and two against each other. He's got Burrow. He's now 0-1 against Burrow. He's got Josh Allen. Like you already have three alphas in that conference. You have a a rising Mac Jones. We'll see how that plays out. My point is, everybody thought there was going to be domination, especially after Tom Brady left. I know what you're saying, but it's also not bad for the league to have multiple young guys. You have the two number one picks, right? Like you're like, oh, now, now Burrow. I'm sorry, not number one. Mahomes wasn't number one pick, but you know what I mean. Competing. I, you know, I don't know. I, I see your point though, as far as the Bengals. The game wasn't fixed. I, I, I'll say this much: there are questionable calls, and I posted. I like, dude, that pass interference on the Cowboys. That flag is so late. Troy Aikman says it three times how late the flag is. 
it makes you wonder. They don't they don't throw it until the interception happens. Yeah. Yeah, NFL referees suck and are probably fixing games at certain points. I'm I'm 100% on board with that. But I'll say I'll say this, one last thing cuz I was curious. I was curious cuz I I wanted uh Tyler to look this up for our analytics. It was just out of curiosity. I said, look up the last 10 seasons, the QB that's been sacked the most that season. Have they won a playoff game? Just to see if there's any translation. And it's happened three times, three of the last 10 years. The QB who's sacked the most has won a playoff game. And it's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Alex Smith. So I I just wanted to see if there was a correlation. Hey, is the guy who sacked the most, does he do anything in the playoffs? And all three of those guys won a single playoff game. So I, I do think there is somewhat of a correlation. Hey, it's not easy to win playoff games if you're getting sacked. Or you could say you might win one, but when you get deeper, it's tough. Basically, what I'm saying is it's tough to go far when you have. Also, you know, you could look at that. You could look at those, you know, th- th- three wildly different situations i'd almost say what aaron Rodgers, russell wilson and alex smith i I know i know uh i know there's seahawks fans that are like we have a terrible offensive line they only know how to run block to the to the point of best running game in the entire league but i've always continued i stand by the argument russell wilson holds the ball too long yeah but but what what about this alex smith not really that good of a quarterback right do you think Burrow, but the Bengals have a have a thousand yard rusher multiple times in Joe Mixon? No, I think you're completely right about your. I think that you're looking at an offensive line that's like almost wholly, almost wholly undrafted. But they that, run block well for him, is what I'm yeah, saying. They, but they, but they also have a high powered offense, and and they're 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 throwing the ball a ton. They have two, they're just they're just stacking up yards all over the place. Where's the two thousand yard receivers that went along with? you know, Russell Wilson's elite running game, number one running game in the league at times. You know, I don't think anybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is getting sacked unless Aaron Rodgers' offensive line is atrocious, right? And I think that's, uh, you can almost get to the point of saying that again about Burrow, which is why I was on the same page as you, which is like, protect the guy. And 100% agree, you need to figure out how to do that going forward. You absolutely need to. My question for you is, and I'm, I still go back to the, uh, I still go back to my thing is like, I'm, I'm on the fence about how much I believe in this Bengals team still, because it's, you know, it's, there's some good teams in the AFC and the matchup in a playoff game could be interesting, but if they do, I mean, forget the financial implications. If they do win a playoff game against absolutely anybody, like, all your ships have sailed then, right? Like, then well, you're I, just like, are, this, you, are you are you writing Zach Taylor an apology letter? Like, how no, does that work? I think the sky's the limit for that team if they win a playoff game in the future. You know, as long as Burrow's protected. Now, look, I'm not going to disagree. I Obviously, I've watched enough football. I'm a, I'm a Mike Brown hater of the owner, and, and I stand by what's been my claim since they lost. I can't root for them as long as this guy's alive. I just can't. And, uh, you know, that's because of all the pain that I've been given and all the anguish 
and, and, and the city and what he's done. And, and, and it goes, you know, it's a long laundry list and I'm sure people get sick of hearing it, but that's me. But, but I will admit that like they, the core they have, if they stay together and if they can keep these guys, I, I don't know who can compete against them realistically in the AFC North in the future. I, you know, think, you know, you know, but, but also the NFL, we all know, Joe, it's crazy changes year to year. Absolutely. But, but I'll say this much again, if you have a healthy Joe Burrow, who says, who says he's by far the, it's not even close in the, in the division. It's not even close. Roethlisberger's retiring. Mayfield's probably going to be out. Lamar Jackson's already showing that he's injury prone. It's not even close. You know what they, my, my biggest concern, if I'm a Bengals fan is it, it goes back. It's no different than if I'm a Cowboys fan is when your whole franchise is being all the personnel and every decision is just, is within the family. Right. Like that's why I've been so critical of the Cowboys. It's, it's, you know, Mike Brown's daughter's running it and his son-in-law and it's all, it's, it's all nepotism in house. Um, that would be a concern, but you know, we'll see and we'll see how things play out. I think if they win a playoff game that, you know, it all starts there. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm happy with one playoff win. Oh yeah. You have to be, if you're a Bengals fan, cause that's, that's how you start building a championship team. You know, I, I as a giants fan, unfortunately, like we just never really that, that even in our obviously in the most recent in, in the Eli Manning era, it was never how it was run, but you can't just expect your team to reel off four straight wins out of nowhere, go to a Super Bowl, not make this playoffs the next year, especially when you're a team like the Bengals, you have to build. It starts absolutely with a playoff win. That's why, listen, I I'm absolutely in my, I, I love my preseason predictions so far, except that Browns team, you know, I, I, and, and that's why I'm so critical of where we are running talented guys out of town on the sake of Baker Mayfield. It's like, what has Baker Mayfield done so far that he, that, that we're making decisions based on that. You win a playoff game last year. You need to come back this year. They're going to, they're finishing dead last in the division. And that's not how you got to do it. You have to continue to build. And yeah, any, even I, I dare I say it, it's like, the Bengals have are starting to build with the sort of pieces that lead teams to Super Bowls, but it has to happen consistently and it kind of has to happen fast. Like, you know, you're talking about year two of Burrow, they're winning the division. You, it kind of has to be that way because next thing you know, you can't have Burrow and have Chase unless, unless part of their draft deal is I'll convince us we'll we'll do the LeBron D Wade thing to take less money to play together and you guys can go spend that money on a tackle and free agency and whatever because we all know the drill with rookie quarterbacks and talent and salary caps and all this shit and dude but I would I would go one step further though I know we're talking about one playoff win of all the years and all the uncertainty you have the number one seed, which is the biggest question mark because you have Derrick Henry's health. This might be the year that the Bengals have to make a Super Bowl. Like, like I know it sounds crazy. I, I wouldn't say have to. I would argue 
the possibilities for the Bengals, which I thought was interesting because I looked at the odds on FanDuel before our show. They had the Bengals at the lowest of the current playoff teams. Like they had the Bengals, as, I'm sure, of the division winners. Yeah. But not even division winners. They, they had a Colts a higher chance to make the Super Bowl, which I thought was, I thought was interesting. I was like, well, you're not giving the Bengals anything for winning the division? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But the, the AFC is so up in the air, in my opinion. I mean, the Bengals could still be the one seed. They Correct. probably won't be because they, you know, so many things would have to go right before their game even starts. And then they'd have to. And you got to imagine they're prepping the whole week to sit Burrow. But like I said, that's an interesting move. If then you drop and face, I would not want to face Bill Belichick. I know they have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. But also you got to, you know, there's got to be some part of this thing where you believe in what you're doing and you say, we have a home playoff game, no matter what we just beat the chiefs at home. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Burrow with, uh, you know, whatever him grabbing his knee was, I'd rather have him hundred percent healthy against Bill Belichick than hobbled against the Raiders. There's got to, I'm saying, I don't know, but I'm saying there's got to be some part of you as a coach that believes that. History is just so bad. Here's a fun fact. I've never seen the Bengals win a game in that stadium ever. That's crazy. Wait, what? Yes. You meaning in attendance, in attendance, you have never attended a home Cincinnati Bengals win. Yeah, so maybe I'm the problem. How long has that stadium been there? It debuted in 2000. Now, granted, I haven't lived. I live. I was in school in St. Louis. But you've been to 10 games? No, I haven't been to 10 games. I think I've been to five, maybe six. They're 0 and 5. And most of those games, in fact, every single game but one, they were the favorites to win. I've never seen them win a game there. So if you're a Bengals fan, you better hope that I don't show up come playoffs. There can only be one Ruther in attendance, and it's going to be Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we, 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 gave, we gave a lot of time to this Bengals team. It's obviously a huge win, and uh, it, it was a wild game. But I'm glad we had that discussion. We have to then kind of segue to the other big discussion, which is Antonio Brown in what I would call unprecedented times of something that we've never seen before. Except the 14 times we've seen it from Antonio Brown. And I'm going to come in with a hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take. I don't know what people were saying. I haven't followed. Antonio Brown's tenure with the Bucks was 100% worth it. From whose standpoint? From my standpoint. From, I don't I don't understand what you mean. Financially, from what he did, what he contributed on the field, his his very small salary. So he only played 15 games, right, Joe? He played 15 games. So almost a full season. He had 87 catches, 1,028 yards, eight touchdowns. He averaged 68 and a half yards a game, 5.8 receptions a game. In the playoffs, he played three games, he had two touchdowns, one in the Super Bowl. So, so I would argue 
they paid him like $2 million last year uh, in the, around like two or three this year. I would argue he's basically the third receiver. Was he not behind Mike Evans and Chris Goblin? I, I would argue as crazy as he was. And I don't know how you really can argue against this. It like it worked out financially. And as far as what his production was for that low cost. Well, it certainly worked out last year. Now, does it work out? Does, you know, the finances of this year, if you, if you take in that total of 5 million or whatever it is, because like, you know, in a way, I guess, I guess the question that you have to ask is for whatever con- contribution he made to last year's Super Bowl winning team, could you argue yet or moving forward that he has that much of a detrimental effect on their Super Bowl chances this year? I mean, I mean it's a fair point, argument. It's a you, fair argument. You're now with you're now down some receivers. Your coach, first of all, your coach has embarrassed himself 14 times over at this point with Antonio Brown. I mean, Bruce Arians and, and the Antonio Brown. I, I would argue this. Bruce Arians comes out of the Antonio Brown saga looking worse than Antonio Brown. He's on like the amount of times he's on the record. I mean, from day one, I think I have this tweet. Let me see if I have this here. I think it's probably in my likes. Here we go. And Antonio Brown wants to come down there and play with you. Now, you know him a little bit, obviously, from the Pittsburgh Steelers days. What's, what's the likelihood that A.B. gets back in Tampa? Because I know he has, or at least Tom, has had an affinity for him because of his work ethic. You know, forget all the other antics, but just how he works on the field uh, and in practice. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's top of the line. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> hmm. just, there you go. There's, there's no room. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, and by the way, he goes on at the end here. Women, uh, it's not a fit in our locker room. I don't think you need to say anything else. You're not a fan. That's that's before the signing. Okay. Then he has after the signing. Then he has after the Vax card. Then he has after. It's like at this point, Bruce Arians comes out looking like Tom Tom Brady's in charge of your football team. Well, I, I was going to say, obviously, Brady has, Le, I would call it LeBron James-like influence on the team he plays for. Well, but, maybe Bruce Arians should uh, think about what he says when Tom Brady's making the decisions. Maybe don't even say certain things if you're not actually making the call because he's embarrassed himself at this point. Now, not wanting him in the first place, signing him, doing the whole... Vax card thing. We're not going to bring him back. And then he goes, the situation has changed. God would shredded his knee. Yeah. So basically you're saying I can't coach up other guys or Tom Brady demands. We go back and bring this guy in, even though I'm saying I don't want him. Dude, Bruce Arians looks like a fucking clown. And now Bruce Arians is the one that's essentially causes this situation where he tries to put him in and he says no. And then I don't know if you saw the Glazer thing, but Glazer said, he said, go in, no, go in, no. Okay. If you're not going to go in then get the fuck out of here. And Brown was like, okay. And left. 
Well, again, why didn't he ask Tom Brady to have him put him in? You know what I mean? Like, like, bro, if you're not making any of the fucking decisions, then why don't you go have the head coach of the football team go ask him to go in the game? I think obviously it clearly boiled down to it was all football decisions and they needed him. I mean, that's the truth. And they are, I mean, they're really depleted now. Now that he's gone and Godwin's hurt and Evans has been playing hurt, by the way, as well. So go get Josh Gordon. He's in the Chiefs. But my point is, is like, you're, you're, he's, they're not going to go find a diva receiver to place Antonio Brown now. They're just going to figure it out. Maybe that's what you should have done in the first place. But Tom Brady's making the, your roster decisions. Sure. Essentially. He is for sure. Yeah. But I would argue Tom Brady's earned that just like mm-hmm. LeBron, just like LeBron has earned that. I'm not sure LeBron has earned that. You like there's it's two different Tom, things. You, you, you're talking about. Really? You don't think those guys have earned that right with all the championships they've won and what they've done on the field or the, on Dude, the Magic court? Johnson's got five championships. It's the worst fucking player personnel guy of all time. The, these things don't translate. I would argue, I'd actually argue at this point that there's LeBron, tell me what you need. Not in the name. Tell me what you need. I need a three and D wing that can can catch and shoot. Fine. We'll go get you one. I want Mello. Mello's not that guy. You want Mello, why? Because he's never been that guy in his career, but you think you can shape him into that guy? Tell me what you need. You have earned the right to tell me what you think this roster is missing. I will go find that for you at whatever price, whatever fit. I'll talk to Vogel. I'll talk to. And honestly, you could, I would argue the same thing for basically anybody. You don't think players have earned that right. I just think it's two different skills. I'd argue LeBron James is the smartest basketball player that has like that has achieved at his at the highest level, like with a talent combo and smarts with LeBron James out of this world. Russell Westbrook, we all agreed was a terrible call. We all agreed. Mello was a terrible call. We all like, dude, what do you need? Stop. This isn't about your friends and the guys and getting guys from the 2005 draft or whatever, a fucking championship. Oh, what a horrible, horrible decision to try to get that out of Mello, to try to get that out of Russell. Like, what do you need? You want a ball controlling point guard? But but again, to kind of bring it back to Antonio Brown, uh, you know, my argument is it, for the most part, it did work out. They got a title on a low budget producing wide receiver. I mean, I mean, who, who's let me put it this way. What team is not going to take a guy to catch 90 balls, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns for five million bucks? Let's let's combine right. the two salaries. Like I'm taking that all day. I'm taking that all day. I, again, is essentially your number three wide receiver. Now he's a lunatic. I don't know the ins and outs of that locker room. Who knows? You're right. I don't know how this is going to play out this year. I mean, I mean, that was one of the wild like I felt like I was living in a episode of Black Mirror when I was watching. I said, is this happening? CTE. I mean, uh, I, and essentially, at this point, Antonio Brown is what the media wants you to think Odell Beckham is. Like at this point, like, bro, what are you? Like, you're like, 
You're a lunatic. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck about his teammates. I mean, we've seen this, but like, dude, there's the list out there. There's a laundry list of Antonio Brown things. But we've never, through the years. we've never, ever seen what happened. But, but like, that's, dude, what he did was like, it's the next level. Okay. But let me ask you this, Andy. In the history of organized sports, do you think there's been five other guys who took off their jersey, threw their jersey toward their bench, and left the game? Yeah, I'm sure. Of course. In the history of professional sports, do you think there's five other guys who refused to play for a team because they couldn't get the helmet that they liked? The guy's fucking crazy. The guy's been fucking crazy for five years. Let me ask you this. Like like all... And I'm not that you're joking, but like, because I, th- I think that term, I'll be honest, a lot of times we'll, like we use that term leisurely crazy. And, and I think obviously it has. The certain- dude left. The dude tried to Uber out of the Jet Stadium yesterday. Like, like, do, do we think at this point, this, this is me being dead serious, like no jokes aside. Do we think at this point he has serious mental health issues? Yes. And, and I would argue, or I would agree. Now, I don't know if it's from CTE. Is it from the hit in that one game? Is it like, on okay, maybe that's yeah, why you want every, it? Everybody, like, everybody's going back to that perfect hit in the playoffs. Yeah. But obviously, it's not just that hit. It's it's. But I don't well, even know. I'm not even like in touch enough with like Antonio Brown's medical history. Like, is he like multiple concussion guy? Like, I don't even fucking know. Well, I'd assume any wide receiver that's played as long as he has in the league, whether diagnosed or not. And you and I talk about it a fair amount, the CTE thing. This is a prime example where the NFL, if they really wanted to give a shit about their players, could say, okay, this guy's got some serious problems. Let's have a real discussion about mental health and the effects that brain injuries can have on your emotions and the whole psyche. This is a prime opportunity for the NFL. If they really wanted to actually do something, but they won't. No. Cause it's all about the profit and, and why give anything up for a, a cause? I mean, he's clearly never ever. I, you know, what's funny. I'm about to say never, ever, but with the NFL, you don't know. I'm ready to say he's never, ever playing a down again in the NFL. People said that about him. How many other times? I'd argue he's never playing another down in the NFL unless it's for Bruce Arians Bucks. I think the team that just fucking said he's, he's not on the team anymore is the single most likely team for him to play for again because their coach isn't making any fucking decisions whatsoever. Well, he needs some serious. Well, the situation's changed. I mean, we just lost this, you know, we just lost this guy. So Tom told me that now guys are allowed to fucking leave the field without their shirts on. By the way, he is jacked. Can we low key? No one's talking about. Is there any fat in that guy's body? No. I mean, I can't imagine because he only eats raw kittens in the, in alleys because he's a lunatic. I can't imagine. 
being at that game. You know who was there? Of course he was. Yoshi. I saw Yoshi. I saw Yoshi at the stand last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. He was there for the Maxwell trial. (laughs) (laughs) I got to call him back. He keeps texting me. Yoshi called me at 12-7. Like, I, I think he doesn't understand what's going on in the world. I heard my phone ring upstairs on New Year's Eve, you know, turn New Year's Day. It was a 12.07 a.m. call from Yoshi. I'm thinking, who's calling me? Look the next morning, Yoshi. Of yeah. course, Yoshi, Yoshi was there. Of course he was. Oh, dude, he is the biggest. Yoshi's the number one Tom Brady fan. Yoshi was like live texting me while I was at the game. We should just have a, we should put under the DSPN umbrella, the Yoshi Maddie Goldberg man in the arena podcast, just Yoshi and Goldberg slurping Tom Brady all day. I mean, you give me hell about Brady. I, 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 I don't dude. I don't, I don't like the chances. I mean, you don't ever want to count him out, but who knows again, I, this year is so crazy. It's, 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 it's kind of bonkers. Like Matthew Stafford, dude, is he? If I'm, a, if it, I know you're a big Stafford guy, but man, six picks his last three games. Like when he's off, he's off. No, he's not playing well. I would say though the, you know, the Matt Matthew Stafford is certainly concerning, but at the same time, forget uh, forget looking at it as a, uh, the spotlight on the player. Let's look at the spotlight on the team winning those games, despite how Matthew Stafford's playing. True. Makes me, makes me think that the Rams, first of all, can overcome a bad game for their court from their quarterback, which not a lot of teams can do. Um, and also, what if they don't get a bad game from him? Then suddenly, like I think I, I almost think it like winning games where he's playing like that almost makes me think their ceiling is even higher. But I just, you know, obviously we know playoffs is a different animal, for sure. And 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 if I were and if I were a Rams fan, I would be concerned with because he's not he's so he's basically had two really bad stretches at different points in this year, where he's gone about three games in a row. Outside of that, he's been fine. But you're like, dude, you've had two bad. Basically, of an 18 game schedule, you've had five or six bad games a third of the year essentially luckily late in that game he had the elite ball skills of odell beckham reaching across on that fourth down and then coming back and doing the toss the ball across the pylon for the game winner man he he odell brings those 41 yards a game and that and a touch every week yeah he brings those three and a half receptions a game let me ask you something. This come on, you got to take the L on Odell comes in, ruins the chemistry of the Rams. Can't the the whole thing turns into Hold a on. Did black I say- sports online headline? Yellow, purple hair diva receiver who only made one handed catch joins Los Angeles football team, turns them into shit show. I don't think I said that. I, I said I would not have added him. That's what I said. Also, I said, well, things have changed a lot when Robert Woods gets injured. They need somebody. 
I mean, look, there's future bets with me and you and him. We'll keep running. We'll keep doing it. And and to me, it comes playoffs. That's what's going to happen. Like, we're, I hope, you know, he better show up in the playoffs, just like Matthew Stafford better show up. Well, I mean, at this point, the thing with Odell, um, I think this is what, you know, if you're if you're an Odell Odell fan like me, or if you're a Rams fan, or if you're, you why know, you Sean. Such, why, are you, why are you such a big Odell fan? Because every single thing that I know uh, from watching the games, from the reporters, from inside sources, from whatever, is that Odell Beckham, in on top of a freak talent, is beloved by teammates and crazy passionate about winning. And then when he's losing and he does something wrong, people are upset about it. this. Is, this goes back to the ultimate thing again. It's like Tom Brady does it on the sidelines. He's the he's passionate. Odell does it on the sidelines. He's a diva. And then we go back to this weird boat fucking picture that like there's a off day in Miami and these guys well, fucking take I mean, a picture. I mean, it's no, like, I mean, that's that's neither here nor like nobody like I've never brought up the boat picture once. Like, I don't care about that. And if idiots on Twitter want to bring it up, that's their problem. But but it, it all comes back to like Odell like so many guys across sports, but certainly at the wide receiver position. I mean, why is Juju Smith Schuster constantly TikToking not diva problematic? But I like, think people, whatever. I think a lot of people say that he is. Like, like I don't want that. I don't want that TikTok bullshit nonstop. But my my point is, is like Odell never real. Like, what did Odell do wrong? Well, a Josh Norman beef, which was two sided. My my stance on him has always been like he was that talent those first few years. Now, now he's look, he's giving them what they need. I'm not denying that. And that's what I was going to say when you, you know, when you said, why are you an Odell fan? Which is at this point, this is what you, if you're a Rams fan, this is what you want him to be like. Because they have Cooper Cup. They're not scheming for him. Let me ask you this. What he's doing is he's he's winning in the red zone and scoring. Now, when he's doing that, he's obviously proving that he can win and that he can score. So he might then say, now I want this much money next year. And now the Rams can decide if they're going to give that to him or if somebody else is going to give that to him. But I think to me, I know you're focused on the 37 yards. To me, if you look at what Odell's doing, I say if I'm scheming for him and if he's on my team in the preseason and we're not the Cleveland Browns or the New York Jets or the whoever, that this guy can be a great receiver again. Okay, then that, that begs the question I was about to ask you. Do you think Odell will have another 1,000-yard receiving season? Yes. In his career? Yes, I do. I think that could be a fun bet for us. Great. I mean, I'm already, I'm, I think I'm 75 bucks in the hole to you right now on Jersey Mike's, which by the way, it's a lot more fun to lose bets when I know it's a Jersey Mike's gift card. I don't know why it's, it's just, it's, it's more fun in my head to be like, Hey, I'm losing a gift card where you're going to get some delicious sandwiches. Did I get paid for that? No, but I should. Yeah. 
Jersey, it would be great if Jersey Mike's could, if somebody could clip this and we could send it to Jersey Mike's, if Jersey Mike's could go on, give us some sort of, you know, ever, ever changing credit account. We're just like, I can go in there and it's like, yeah, you have $75. And then when I spend on and I lose to you, then I don't have this much. So we don't have to be shipping gift cards back and yeah, forth to each other. I know. But I enjoy that. I enjoy the concept of that, too. I do. But, well, you know, that's that's what will be interesting with Odell. First of all, I think absolutely he has to prove himself in the playoffs. But but I think this would be doing that if if in a playoff game or two playoff games, he has 40 yards and a touch. To me, it's like, OK, now is it like if I'm Sean McVay, I say, OK, let's pay him a reasonable amount, bring him back and then let's build him into this offense the way we've built other guys into this offense from day one, because I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're doing that. You see these plays that are Odell's making. It seems like he's a red zone read because he's winning his matchups. Well, I, I, I agree. I don't think they're they're not doing anything for him. He's getting open. They're finding him. Obviously, Cooper Cup's number option number one. He's got you know, he's got nice pieces around and obviously Higby, he's got uh What's the other young receiver from Florida? Um, why am I forgetting his name? Jefferson. Yeah, he's got Jefferson. I mean, obviously, you know, they have pieces. And like you said, they're a team. <clears throat> Excuse me. They, you know, they got a defense. I'll say this. If Odell's back with the Rams, I'm not making any deci- personal decisions. Oh, I, I, I know where this is going. If Odell's back with the Rams... I'm getting that Odell Beckham jersey, and it might be the beginning of the defection. That's what I was thinking you were going to say. I didn't watch one second of the Giants game yesterday. Not one snap. You're lucky. I don't want anything to do with Mike Lennon, and I won't have anything to do with him this weekend because he broke his wrist. But I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I don't want to become the New York Jets. But... And, and what I mean by that is with the Jets, one of the worst franchises in all of professional sports love to do is say Jets fans, especially they'll say fire the GM, fire the GM, the GM's the problem, fire the GM, fire the GM, fire the GM. Then they fire the GM and nothing changes. They go fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. And then they fire the coach and they're like, that didn't work. Fire the quarterback, fire the quarterback, fire the quarterback, fire the quarterback. And then we start the process over. And for 50 years, they've gone in a circle where they fire the GM, fire the coach, fire the quarterback, fire the GM, fire the coach, fire the quarterback. And to me, that's the problem right now with the New York Giants is you need to figure out where the problem is. When you're the Jets, it it wasn't always those guys. It wasn't always Sanchez. Like, dude, they fired Rex Ryan. They they, They get rid of Mark. Sanchez, they get rid of like you go through this. There's Bar Bill Parcells. I mean, you go through it and through it and through it and through it and through it, and you're never going to fix it if you don't if you can't box in what the issue is and say maybe Daniel Jones is good or maybe he's not. But we cannot know until we have an offensive line that can protect our quarterback. And if we can't draft one, then fire the GM. And it seems like that's happening. They're firing the GM. Now, Joe Judge embarrasses himself post-game this week, but also, in my opinion, embarrasses himself in-game this week by playing Mike Glennon for a single snap, let alone the entire game. 
And I said last week, I don't want to fire Joe, Joe judge, because I don't think a reasonable franchise can fire their coach every second year, because then you never figure out what is our problem. How are you going to build a team if you have a new offense and a new defense and a new special teams and a new GM and a new quarterback? Now you're just the Jets. And even though the Giants and the Jets have the same horrible record of the last five years, the Jets have that record over the last 50 years. Don't become the Jets. Don't continue to do the same thing over and over and over again and keep pointing fingers at whoever is left standing. You want to get rid of Gettleman? Get rid of him evaluate the other two but but at the same time if you're gonna play mike glennon ever at all after what he did the last couple weeks maybe it is the coach and the gm send him out together i can't help but notice during that rant you need you need some harry's razors to clean the mustache always looks good but you got a lot of scruff going on around the mustache don't you think? I do. When's the last time? When's the last time you shaved around there? Oh, probably Friday, maybe Saturday. Man, that that, that Italian DNA grows quickly. Yeah. Well, well Joe and Dirtballs, it's that time of year again. Time for fresh starts and resolutions, and it can start by getting your grooming situation under control. And that's where Harry's has come in to help you. So to start the new year with some savings, new customers can redeem a Harry's trial set. For just $3 when you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. If you guys have not done this already, you really should hop on this. They're great razors. They have great products. We've been using them for about seven, eight years. I can't say enough good things. We legit use this and you will, you will like it. That's all I'll say. I mean, I mean, they deliver a close, comfortable shave at a fair price. Blades are still as low as $2. And uh, once again, Harry's is giving their best offer to our listeners. New Harry's customers can redeem a starter set. We'll get you going with the starter set. You get a fixed, I'm sorry, you get a five blade razor, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover, a travel cover to protect your blades when you're on the go. That's $13 for just $3. I'm not good at math, but I think that's a $10 savings. There's truly never been a better time to go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. So try Harry's today. Okay. Let's stay in the NFC East for a minute. The Eagles have clinched a playoff game. And after they clinched the playoff game, the entire railing fell down in Washington and players almost Eagles fans almost took out Jalen hurts and like, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Did you see the video? I did. Earlier in the year, they thought it was sewage, but it wasn't leaking at Washington Stadium. Uh, You know, there's a scandal, which we have 60 million emails that have never been leaked. Um, You know, I complain a lot about the Bengals organization. Dude. Washington is taking the cake now. Like, I'd even argue, I don't know what's going on with that stadium, that organization. Like, you're... Say what you want about the Lions. At least the rails aren't falling over. At least people aren't getting fucking poop coming on their heads during. What is going on in Washington? Well, they have disastrous ownership for starters. They don't have a name. 
I'm say, fine with that. I'm fine with the no name. I was going to say, I think they should keep Washington football team. But the Eagles, Joe, the Eagles surprised all of us. They're going to make the playoffs. You must hate that. I don't care. They're not good. I stand by that. They beat the they beat the Redskins last week. The the bottom line is at this point in the NFL, there's we, we now we're now our seven team playoff thing. There's sixteen teams in in both conferences. You got to be one team above the middle of the pack, the dead middle of the pack to be in the playoffs, and that's the Eagles. The Eagles aren't good. The Saints aren't good. The Vikings aren't good. They're not good. They're not like we're we're ta- we're not talking about, you know, any team that does anything that in a playoffs. And to me, to be totally honest with you, this is you know, I, I people you know Eagles fans said, said this last year. Oh, we don't give a shit about the last game of the year. We we just want the higher draft pick. Well. Now you're going to make the playoffs, lose in the playoffs on the road, and your draft pick is shit. So I don't even know if the Le- the Eagles fans are happy about this. I mean, they are and they are they are outwardly, and they probably are happily happy about it now. So that means that last year's bu- was bullshit, right? But we have to admit, with this new coach, I mean, it was unexpected for him to, to make the playoffs. You know, like, I mean, I'd argue the Cowboys aren't good either, which is why I, which is why in the beginning of the year, I predicted the Giants to win the division. That was more about the division than it was about the Giants. I don't think the Cowboys are good. I don't think the Eagles are good. The Eagles were at six and a half over under. Same for the Bengals. So like those two teams, obviously one team is a lot better than the other. Bengals are a lot better, but I do agree. What, what team in the playoffs? And I'll, I'll I'll say this other than the, Dallas Cowboys. I don't give the Eagles chance of, of being in a game with. Maybe Tampa Bay. No fucking Tampa Bay would beat them by 35. Okay. I, I, I agree on the Cowboys. I, and, and that showed yesterday. God, I, I, I wish I would have placed a bet straight up on that game. That spread was ridiculous. Six and a half. The Arizona dirt balls were out on on Thursday and bets were made. Our boy Tyler took, I, I believe, two bets. He he was betting against the Cardinals oh. and, and given two to one odds. And I think one of the guys bailed after the bet the next day. Reckless bail could have would be two hundred dollars richer for for waking up the next day and, and getting scared. I knew that the Cardinals had a great shot of winning that game on the road. Said it's inside. The Cow- right. Here's the thing about the Cowboys. Because we know Mike McCarthy is a boop, right? But there's this whole thing, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore. And there's all this talk about Kellen Moore as a head coach. I'd argue, is Kellen Moore a good offensive coordinator? Well, they- oh, you're well- really good when you play terrible teams well and when you play good teams you're mediocre well that's the thing you know they headed into that game and they showed the graphic yesterday during the game they i believe had they definitely were number one in most points earned points per game and then yards but even troy aikman said that 
he said that he's like, let's look at who they played the last four weeks. And they finally faced a good team. And they looked bad. You know, they weren't really in that game at any point. They cut it to a touchdown with the two point conversion in the second half, but they weren't really they They were behind the entire game. They never had a lead at any point in that game. And it's obviously hurting them because now they're, they're out of that number two seed. And uh, if the playoffs started today, they'd face the Cardinals again in Dallas. You'd love to see it. Yeah, I would. I mean, Kyler Murray's now, they, I mean, they showed it right here. He's eight. No, he won yeah. some Texas high school championships, some college, what kickoff games. Now eight. No, it's amazing. So yeah, I, I think third paper tigers, but the, you know, the Packers have clinched the number one seed. Uh, dude, they're good. But I still have my reservations just because of last year. They were the number one seed. Now it was a lot different because there was no fans or minimal fans, but I don't know, man. Something about this team, I feel like I don't trust enough, and I don't know why. Rank your NFC teams in order that you think of making the Super Bowl. I'd still probably put the Packers at number one because of the quarterback situation in versus Stafford. Then you got Odell's Rams too. I'd put Rams at two. Say Odell's Rams. I'm not saying Odell's Rams. Sean McVay's Sean McVay's Rams at two. Then you have, then you have Tom Brady's Bucks at three. <sighs> Who do you like better than the Bucks? No, not the, the Eagles. The Cowboys. Do I do I go Niners? Am I Cardinals? Am I just? Oh, no, stop it! Am I just? You're going- fucking Tom. You're Mister Tom Brady. The 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 four man DSPN sports reporter show where you Yoshi Goldberg and Jonesy sit around a coffee table and play Ookie Cookie to pictures of fucking Tom Brady <laughs> is our new fucking game. It's our new show. I I do love Brady, but I I, I don't know if he's got enough support. You know. I've been told that Tom Brady does not need support. He does not need Bill Belichick. He does not need star receivers. He doesn't need an offensive line. He doesn't need a good defense. He is the man in the arena. Everybody needs support. And not just offensively. They've had a lot of serious injuries, like season-ending defensively. Uh, Okay, I'll say say them at three. I'll put the Cardinals at four. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I might I put go, the I might put the Niners ahead of the Cowboys. Realistically, I think you'd be right. I I just don't trust the Cowboys at all. Me either, especially with their coach. Correct. But yeah, I'd have the Eagles last for sure. Eagles and Cowboys. Now, AFC, I, I I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I mean, I'm still putting Kansas City at number one. Buffalo at number two. I'd probably put the Bengals at three right now. People think I'm crazy. I'd probably put the Bengals at three if I want to be realistic about it. Just because Mac Jones is so young. 
Dude, ten. I mean, I know I haven't mentioned Tennessee. I just, I just, I don't know. They did look good yesterday. Derrick Henry. Th- if if you get a, if you get a healthy Derrick Henry, that's a big if. And and I and you know I thought of you when I was watching. I don't, I don't know if you saw any of that game. I mean, just two. It's just like that. That was the type of game where I'm like, this is like why I'm out on Tua. I mean, they got their ass kicked, and it's not solely on him, but no. But we, you go back to it again. Essentially, when when you talk about a franchise, it's the quarterback, the coach, and the GM. And I say that because you could say, "Well, the offensive line—that's the GM. This guy's got to put together five people." Six people, seven people with depth, defensive line, secondaries. The only position on the field that there's one of and is responsible for fucking almost the entirety of your success is your quarterback. You need a coach. You need a quarterback. You need a GM. So let's say you're in Miami right now. You're in a division with New England. You're in a division with Buffalo. And you're in a division with the New York football fucking Jets. Like, come on, your, your baseline is just be better than the Jets, right? But if you're going to compete at some point to win a division, you're, you, you're like, if this is where you're at with this team, are you, are you getting rid of your coach right now? You be getting rid of your coach right now. You're not building something. You're not better than you were last year. Actually worse. They went 10 and six last year. That's what I'm saying. So you're not better than you were last year. So you have a talent problem or do you have a most likely, in my opinion, you have a fucking quarterback problem. Mac Jones came in. He's with Belichick. So he has an upper hand. He's better. Josh Allen, clearly better. Dude, you have at best the third best quarterback in the division. And to be totally honest with you, if you're going to compete in that division, you need a better quarterback than Mac Jones from a talent standpoint. Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are going to do their fucking Tom Brady and Bill Belichick thing. You need to be better than what they are as a fucking duo. And that starts with probably since you're getting you're going to get your ass kicked in the coaching standpoint, you better have a far more talented quarterback like the Bills. Well, we know one out there who can rival Josh Allen. He didn't play a snap this year, but he's out there sitting in some lonely massage parlor in Texas. Actually, he didn't go to massage parlors. He had the masseuse come to him. Come to him for the old. But if you're the if you're the Dolphins, that's got to be your move, right? Watson, Wilson, Wilson, Watson. I think so. With with the outside, I guess if you're a team that needs a quarterback now, your outside shot is Rogers. That's the big three. 
Otherwise, what? You're drafting another quarterback? Which, by the way, if I'm the Dolphins, if I am a Dolphins fan, I'm totally like, yeah, go after Watson first. Go after Wilson, I guess. I'm not a big Wilson guy, obviously. But, like, to me, you can't just think that the move here is sticking with Tua. Can I give Russell Wilson some love real quick? Sure. I haven't given him too much love this year. I know. When the going's good, it's nothing but slurp. When the going's bad, well, we don't hear it. We don't hear from. It's just well, he was it's, also it's like, hurt. It's like Russell Wilson didn't even have a fucking season. He was hurt, and I, and I said he wasn't playing well, but he did cross a milestone yesterday. So I could give Russell Wilson some love. Only the third QB in NFL history to have twenty or more touchdowns his first ten years. Not bad company. Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson. Again, if you can do it for 10 years, throw at least 20 touchdowns. Not bad company. So, you know, Joey Burrow, he's he's a great start. You're not going to do that because he got hurt. Just saying. Patrick Mahomes, no, you didn't start right away. Tom Brady, you know what's going to happen, Joe. Russell Wilson is going to end up on your Giants, and I'm going to laugh my ass off. I, I, it would be. By the way, I, I don't think that's a good move for him because no line. Of he's getting of course he's sacked not. 60 games. Yeah. And then they'd be like, well, it must be the fun. We'll go do the fucking dance again. Because it's not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson knows what he's doing. Blah, blah, blah. He'd just be Daniel Jones. And then it would be like, wait, was it not Eli's fault the whole time? Was it not Daniel Jones' fault the whole time? Which is, again, the thing is like, you got to build why even fucking worry about that if you don't have the other things in place now different situation i think on in and i'll just straight up say it. i mean you know me in terms of age and in terms of talent i think rogers is the kind of guy where it's like who gives a fuck put rogers on wherever immediately makes them worlds better and then a Watson situation is like Watson young enough where you can make that move and do it. I don't think Wilson is in Rogers class and talent. I, I think he's not, I don't think he's as good as Watson, but he's also way older. And so I go, I, I don't want anything to do with Russell Wilson. If I'm the New York giants, because as, as a giants fan, because what does that solve? Well, if I was Russell Wilson, I think, you know, he, I think he cares a lot about his brand and all that. And he's married to a pop star and obviously New York, bright lights, big city. That might be good for his brand. It's not good for football in the way he plays. And that would not be a good close for his career. If I was Russell Wilson, I would want to go to a team that has an established defense, a Miami, a New Orleans, a Denver yeah, let Russ game manage. And see if he can chalk up some wins. That'd be fun in Denver, wouldn't it? You suddenly would have Mahomes, an aging Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Carr can still sling it around. It'd be a fun division. Because Denver... Well, let me ask you something. Because you're one of the world's foremost Russell Wilson stands. Like, yeah, I started, I started my website. I love Russell Wilson.com. 
where do you want Russell Wilson to go? You want him to go to Denver? Like if like like give me give me your perfect situation. I think those three teams I just named, he, he would fit in great. Denver, Miami, and New Orleans. New Orleans is probably not have the weapons, maybe. Um, you also have Kamara, but you also have Sean Payton. Those other teams got maybe some younger wide receivers that could have better potential. But I think I think all three of those teams would be good. Again, I think he needs a good defense. It's funny. I saw a stat last night. Rashad Penny has rushed for more yards the last, I think, three or four weeks than anybody in the NFL. And it's like, Russ is starting to play better. You know, it's like he threw four touchdowns yesterday. He threw 29 times. He was 21 of 29. You know, get those things going together. I'd be shocked if he stayed in Seattle. But again, I, I, I think Russ, Russ can say what he wants. I, I don't know if I believe someone like him as far as caring about football right now. I think it's about the branding and all that and, that's where a city like New York would come in. I, you know, I would hate that for you would hate that. I would, I think that's not a good fit. I would, I would be, I, I would, I'd take my chances of Odell getting resigned. I'd buy the Odell jersey today and I'd make my defection. That would cause your defection. I don't want anything to do that. I think that, I think what a, what a terrible band aid type of move where yeah. you're like, uh, like, you people can shit on Daniel Jones all they want. I don't judge fucking Trevor Lawrence's shitty rookie season. I don't judge. I don't judge any guy who plays on a shit football team. You're not protecting the guy. I'm, I'm certainly not wanting to go. Let's suddenly do the complete opposite things that we're talking about in terms of riding a quarterback on a rookie deal to go out and get a guy with a huge contract who struggles when he's not protected as is and put him behind an infinitely worse offensive line that can't even run the ball. Yeah. Send him to the fucking bears, send him to the saints, send him to the fucking Vikings. I mean, there's teams that have a quarterback and maybe only a quarterback problem. Some of the fucking Niners. Not Niners. Come on. They got Trey Lance. Yeah. But um, my point is what do you like? If you're a team who's getting rid of your quarterback, what do you want back for Russell Wilson? A young quarterback draft picks. Oh, like, what do you want? You. I, 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 that's another thing I'd be curious about. Like what, what is, is his value at his age? That's another thing. I don't know. We got, we got one more week and it's, it's kind of, eh. you know, I had the Bengals lost that game and the Browns won tonight. Then it would have been really like, not that it's not exciting. You're going to have the Raiders, facing the Chargers for a playoff spot. And I don't know if you saw the Raiders had another guy get a DUI. I mean, th th this Las Vegas thing last so night. I, th so now I've been a bet on them to win the game for sure. It's like John Madden, dead, win. Gruden, fired, win. Rugs, murder, win. Like this team fucking 
anything bad happens. Like and, he's, a- and he's good. Yeah, their cornerback Nate Hobbs. He was one of the. He's he's a rookie. He's played great in their nickel package. According to a news release from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police, at approximately 4:09 a.m., the dispatch received a call reference a driver asleep inside of a vehicle, which was parked on the exit ramp of a parking garage located in the 3500 block of South Las Vegas Boulevard. I mean, athletes in this city. He's he's been really good. He's a candidate for a lot of all rookie teams. Do we really want to see the Raiders in the playoffs? Yeah. I don't. I mean, you don't, but also you're not getting a home game. True. I mean, you, the, the Raiders. The Raiders and the Chargers. I mean, John Madden just died. Unless Betty White was a fucking Chargers fan. Give me the Raiders. Can we talk about that John Madden impersonation by Tony Romo? I didn't hear it, actually. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to play it. I, I posted on Dirty Sports Twitter. I, I mean, it was like, rarely do you get like a unanimous agreement on something, especially on social media. It wasn't a unanimous agreement how cringeworthy the... impersonation was he was he was trying to do an impersonation of madden's just a mad in general and then at the end he tried to throw in you know the mother the father and and uh the son water gatorade water bottles or their you know the containers you know what i'm talking about the famous madden thing yeah just listen to this you don't have to see i mean it's, it's even worse visually he did this during the uh Bengals chiefs game this is tony romo trying to do john madden This way, you're gonna see people coming in, but you gotta have these guys block. And if they don't, then you're not gonna get a field and then cut here. And you see that? Jesus. There's the daddies coming in, and here's the mommies over here. And at the end of the day, the kids always get to play. And they, you know, around our house, the kids always win. You know what I mean? Horrific. I almost feel like you should. You should have to take week 18 off. <laughs> I, I honestly, I suspend him from the head of CBS Sports. I'm like, you're suspended for one week. That's not the worst impersonation you've ever. It's Why the worst impersonation they- I've ever heard. He sounded like he was doing a fucking WWF fighter. It's like we're down here and we're going around <laughs> out of nowhere. Razor Ramon with the chair. So awkward. It, it was one of those things that you know what I'm watching live. I'm cringing by myself watching this. And hearing this and saying, no, stop. And he kept going. Yeah, that's a, what I just played for you, that's 25 seconds. Like he didn't stop it. And he, and then they're going, you know, they're playing and football at the home. I'm just like, dude, what are you taught? And then he, you know, he's got, he's drawing on the screen too to imitate Madden. It's like, just let the guy rest in peace, dude. And if anyone's doing a Madden impersonation, it's sure as hell not the guy who played hide and seek for his bachelor party. I know you like Romo, but like, those are the type of things where I say, Oh, this guy kind of lame. Well, I mean, also you're talking about fucking you're, you're a Chris Collinsworth Stan. 
Chris I Collinsworth have- spends every fucking Sunday night football picking the worst player ever and being like, this guy's toughness is grit. I'll I tell have- you what I like about. I'll tell you what I like about Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you what I like about him. 40 yards a game. I mean, the guy gets it done. You're like, all right, Chris. I'm a Chris Collinsworth stand. Never would he ever attempt to do an impersonation. I, I would argue this is a good discussion. Chris Collinsworth is a dork. Tony Romo is a dork. Do we agree? Probably yeah. Both of them. I think Romo is a far bigger dork than Collinsworth, though. I do. No, I think they're equal level dorkness. You think they're equal on the dork, the dork scale? Talking to Sean Mannion all week. And, you know, <laughs> the guy, the guy's a fighter. He's fought his whole life. You know, I like him. I like the Ch- Vikings chances tonight. You're like, oh, God, no. Stop. For-. He's like he's like a parent trying to give their kid medicine. Stop it. Yeah. Well, you know what I should do? You know, he's he's close, as we know. As my dad used to always point out, that's Collinsworth's house. He's he's close, northern Kentucky. I should hop on ship station. I should send him some dirty sports gear. Isn't that a good idea? Absolutely. Guys, I know we just had the holidays, but uh, shipping delays are still around. You know, it was a mess last year. It might be a mess this year. That's why you need to change and, and use ship station for the easiest and most convenient choice for e-commerce sellers we have dirty sports gear we should get some more dirty sports gear which joe referenced a few episodes ago and i will only use ship station when i send out the dirty sports gear and that includes koozies you can save time by funneling all your orders into one simple interface no matter what you're selling manage every order through amazon ebay etsy or your own website from anywhere even your phone no more headaches from dealing with returns and return ship or and return tracking. ShipStation makes it easy. Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use our offer Dirty to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and then type in Dirty. ShipStation, make ship happen. Very Chris Collinsworth joke right there at the end by ship station. Um, I know I said we won't talk about it much, and I and I really don't plan on talking about it much. Um, I do want to say a couple comments about the college football playoff system. We're definitely beating a dead bush, as I say, or beating a dead horse, as most people say. But those two semifinal games, I think, are proof that it's just a broken system, whether it's the playoffs, whether it's college football in general as a whole. And that's all I want to say is that these games for the most part have not been fun, not just this year in the past. I looked it up the average margin of victory since we've gone to four teams, there's been 16 games, right? 16 semifinal games. The average margin of victory is 21 points. 10 of the 16 games have been decided by 20 or more points. So we're just, you know, the facts are there, Joe. We're just not getting well, Andy, games. we, again, beat a dead bush. I've been saying this for as long as we've had this podcast, my thoughts on the college football playoff system. That has uh, evolved into, you know, in, in essence, my hatred of college sports altogether because that is sort of the crown jewel of – like how college football is a failure. And yet they do that 
sort of across all the sports and across all the levels. But I'll say this, my, my, and, and, you know, I also put out a call for like, Hey, maybe we should just stop talking about it entirely because I hate it so much, but I've, I've now switched into a new realm of the, the only thing that I'm still passionate about with college sports is now I openly and actively hate college football fans because you guys support not only do you support this system but many of you favor it we can't go to eight teams we can't go to 16 teams because it devalues the regular season there is no regular season in college football there is no fucking regular season college football is just recruiting 100 percent you have a month off between your last game and your bowl game. The team with more talent is going to fucking win. No one beats Alabama every year because Alabama has the best team. Then they have a month off to get healthy and to prepare. Yeah. The idea that you are out there, that somebody is out there. And there's a season ticket holder to a Kansas state to a Oregon state to an, a, a, a fucking Vanderbilt, a Tennessee. If you have tickets to you're a clown, you're a season ticket holder to the university of Minnesota's football team for what, what are you watching? Well, you know, if, if it's their outlet just to have fun, whatever. Um, but cool. But you're also just supporting, like, then fucking dress up your friends in Minnesota gear and tailgate to watch that. You're a University of Washington football fan for what? Yeah, well, it's, it's just. It doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter one iota. Honestly, I'd argue that you guys are so fucking stupid. Your argument against is the argument for the only way college football's regular season will ever matter again is if you play 16 team playoffs. Every conference, every major conference gets an automatic bid and you fill them out with the difference and you play it a week later with no break like an NFL playoff system. Otherwise, the entirety of college football is bullshit. So I saw something you mentioned recruiting. Call our hotline and tell me where I'm wrong because I'm not. 310-359-8365. So I saw this the other day in a an article the Athletic ran as far as the disparity between Cincinnati and Alabama, which obviously one's a power five and one's not. But listen to this. So Alabama, according to two forty seven Sports, they do a talent composite, you know, composite of rankings. Of course, Bama was number one. UC was number fifty two. So this is pretty funny. So Alabama has seventy four scholarship players on its current roster, who are rated. Four-star prospects or better. Think about this. 
of the 70 of or not that's they have more scholarship players than that, but Alabama has 74 scholarship players that are four star or better. Cincinnati has seven players who are four stars and not a single five star. So again, Bama had 74 four star better. Cincinnati hits it. They had 10 times the number. And to be honest, it almost makes you think like Cincinnati didn't, I mean, I mean you know, they got handled, but like my point is you'd almost think they'd lose even more with that talent disparity. It, it's just not fun. I, I don't know who's enjoying these games. It's just not fun. Stupid people. Stupid people. Look, we've had some good games. Don't get me wrong. But again, if the average margin of victory is 21 points, that's the average. The average margin of victory is 21 points in these semifinal games. They're not good. And Georgia destroyed Michigan even like even easier. That game was over after the first quarter. Who's enjoying that? It's bad television. It's bad entertainment. It's bad sports. I didn't watch it like either both games. I, you know, I was doing stuff with family. It's like background noise. But I am curious. Call the hotline if you think the system is great. 310-359-8365. I do want to get wrapped up for Eli. And Peyton, we had a great night. We have a great night. Did you see who the guests are? No. I saw Aaron Rodgers, maybe? Dude. Roger Goodell. Ugh. I th- yeah, but I'm curious how it plays out. Snoop Dogg. I'm kind of, I mean, I, would, I, 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 w- I wish somebody would pay Snoop Dogg to take a rest. Snoop Dogg, take a year off. Just a year. Man, I was all stoked. You're 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 jumping all over my. Parade, I mean, I, I just feel like Snoop Dogg. Like, has anybody more consistently not gone away than Snoop Dogg's agent is undefeated? The man works, works his ass off. So we got. What's the last like great Snoop Dogg anything that you were like, man? Thank God for Snoop Dogg. Joe, you hate you hate the guest. It's Bill Cower. Roger Goodell, Snoop Dogg, and like Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. I go Rodgers, Cower, Goodell out of, no, you know, maybe even Snoop and then Goodell. Rodgers, non McAfee, though. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised he's doing it. Obviously, they're not going to mention anything non football related. Or Willie seems to shoehorn it in there every week, if you know what I mean. And the. Packers have already wrapped up a number one seed, so it doesn't matter if they get the the Manning cast curse and they lose next week. We'll save some calls. We do have some good calls. So if you left a call, sorry, guys. It'll be in the uh, the queue. Andy, what about this, though? If the Packers have wrapped it up, right? They play Jordan Love next week. Then they get a bye. What if Rodgers loses his first start after appearing on the Manning cast. Then the curse is real. Then the curse is real. The curse is already kind of real. How Man. great would it be? How great would it be if Rod, if Roger Goodell went away? Cause that Manning cast. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I want that job. So, honestly, Snoop Dogg's another one like Snoop Dogg. 
We just we just talked about it. Snoop Dogg has never taken a break. Imagine Snoop Dogg just doesn't appear in some like commercial or whatever for the next year. He has pull out of the Super Bowl performance. But by the way, by the way, the notion I just want to I just want to combat a age old, stupid, ignorant, uninformed notion that marijuana makes you lazy. Snoop Dogg is like the combatant to that. Snoop Dogg has had more jobs in the last five years than probably the entire city that I live in has combined. The notion that marijuana makes you lazy has been debunked by Snoop Dogg. All this guy does is smoke weed and work. Every commercial, every song, every game show, every cameo for sports now, it's all Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's debunked that, oh, marijuana makes you lazy. No, it just makes you work like Snoop. For shizzle. (laughs) Was that the whitest ever? For shizzle. Very Chris Collins worth of you. All right, that's the show. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dirty Sports. You can drop in iTunes. iTunes, those don't exist. Apple Podcast Review or a Spotify review. If you send a screenshot on Spotify or leave your Instagram or Twitter handle on Apple, I'll send you some koozies. I'm sending all these koozies out this week, I promise. Shout out to all the dirt balls who made it out to Arizona this weekend and uh, helps me get through a... Uh, a fun weekend of stand-up comedy. Uh, you guys coming out on Thursday for my headlining set was great. And then some of you guys coming back uh, later in the weekends when I had to do my best. Uh, Tom Brady taking over for a Drew Bledsoe injured Eddie Ift uh, for the rest of the weekend. Uh, it, was, it was fun to have you guys out. Uh, follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Uh, go to my calendar on my website, joeprainer.com forward slash shows. Got some shows coming up in Southern California. I talked about it a few episodes ago, but the shows up in Northern California have been canceled due to COVID. And a uh, quick shout out uh, to uh, my manager, Randy. We're in a pick'em league and she's gotten every single game right so far this week. 15 for 15 going into the night. Not, so, not Randy Ruther. No. No, okay. unless you marry Randy, and then she would become Randy Ruther. Whoa. And then there would be two Randy Ruthers. And shout out to Randy Ruther, who came out to do some shows uh, this week. A couple guest spots. Um, yeah, that's it. See you guys on uh, Thursday. All right, guys. That's the show. We're doing it. Uh, start off your new year the way you should start it off. That's what I'm going to say. The way you want to start it off is what I meant to say. What a weird way to end this show, Joe. All right. And as always, stay D-I-R-T-Y dirty.